Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougars and Utes clamoring for more football in the future. How important is the rivalry in the Beehive State? Where does the rivalry rank in BYU's scheduling priorities? What does Blaine Fowler think? And what do you think? Plus, Alani Fua fishing for more respect to the NFL Combine. Why he may be on a few more draft boards now. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, February 23rd, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Brazilian bird calling expert, Jerem Jordan. There you go. That is your voice. That is my voice. <laughs> Did you hear Lady Gaga's voice last night? Yeah, you pointed this out. Holy cow. I was like, cow. I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan. A little weird for me. She didn't have crazy makeup on. She sang. She was in a pretty dress. Formally. Yeah. Wow. Classically trained. Lady Gaga nice. stole the show. I mean, that, that was like, that was the saving grace of the Oscars, at least in my opinion. Dave Rose and Tim Lacombe. Dudes in just underwear. You know, it got weird. (laughs) We'll skip that part. (laughs) Dave Rose and Tim Lacombe enjoying some other guys with good voices. The Imagine Dragons on Saturday night. Okay, this was awesome. Imagine Dragons is huge. Uh, Dan Reynolds, lead singer, went to BYU for a little bit. Those guys played in Provo for a long time. Valor was like the home base, you know. They're huge, and they came back and played Saturday at at an email invitation-only concert. I applied, didn't get a ticket, right? Tim Lacombe and Dave Rose didn't get in either, but then Tim Lacombe sends this hopeful text out, uh, tweet out Saturday saying, hey, trying to get in at Dan Reynolds, you know, and they got in with their wives. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. I was at home or something. I'm super jealous. When you're the head, went ball- to journey. When you're the head ball coach. And the assistant. And the assistant. Yeah, you get, you have some ties there. Super jealous. You've Super also jealous. won four straight games. And Keep they went rolling. and saw Journey earlier in the week. Dave Rose is a huge concert guy. Okay? Imagine Dragons is a you know, newer vibe kind of deal. And he was there. I, I wish I could have seen, like, if there was a mosh pit or something, just Dave Rose bouncing, you know, those hops. <laughs> hey, I would want to see hey, that. mosh pit. Are you talking about Journey or Imagine Dragons? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> the conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Tell us which great state you're joining us from. Where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans? Use the hashtag hmm. BYUSN at Get High. Personally, I'd rather we play more winnable games like hashtag Texas Longhorns. I'll take Texas over Utah every year. It's, Absolutely. It's winnable. It is a winnable game. Just because BYU has lost four in a row. Don't think think inside this little bubble. Think big picture. In the 80s, should Utah have not scheduled BYU because they were getting hammered? No, they were in the same conference. But, yeah, it's different. Much more of that. It's a joke. I get it. On the way. Also, his Twitter handle is get high. Yes. Here are the other BYU Sports Station headlines. And what are we talking about? Alani Fua, a top performer in a few categories at the NFL Combine, we will talk to Alani Fua today, live on BYU Sports Nation, in about 25 minutes. BYU basketball, the seventh-to-last team out in Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology on ESPN. They're still bubblicious. Men swim and dive, back-to-back champions in the MPSF 
John Brooks, the coach of the year. Well done, coach. And number five, BYU Volleyball, as called by Jerem Jordan, sweeps number nine, Long Beach State. They're alone in first place of that part of the MPSF. That's pretty impressive considering they just lost Taylor Sanders. Absolutely. Uh, Two with Ball State out of conference this weekend. You're actually going to call those. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. I'm going to go to Northwest, hang out with my wife, who's visiting the parents, see my daughter for the first time in two weeks, and and go see the Portland and Gonzaga games. That is correct. Jeremy will make his first trip to the kennel. We'll have reaction on BYU Sports Nation with Jerem on location. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU-Utah football. Nationwide, big deal? No deal. Contract extension talks to the current football series are happening, according to records obtained by the Salt Lake Tribune last Thursday. In response to a records request, we say thank you to the Freedom of Information Act. Here are some of the highlights. On February 4th, Dr. Chris Hill, the athletic director at the University of Utah, emailed Tom Homo and said, quote, I wanted to check with you about doing another contract for football in 2019 and 2020. The date we have in 2019 is September 14th. In 2020, it looks like the second or third week would be the best. To which Tom Homo responded, we had talked about November 30th, 2019 in Provo and September 5th, 2020 in Salt Lake City. Let me know your thoughts. Let's push pause right there, Jerem. So, one, it's being discussed. Two, Utah reached out to BYU. Three, there are discrepancies in when they want the game played. Okay, the good news is, obviously, BYU and Utah want to play. It didn't work for 2015 and 16 for whatever reason. Utah didn't want to play the game. That's fine. Apparently, it's fine now. At first, it wasn't. Now, it seems to be okay. More on that in a moment. But the fact that they're trying to extend 1920 is good. Remember, BYU and Utah have 17, 18, uh, excuse me. I said 15 and 16. I meant 14 and 15. 16, 17, 18, those are already locked Scheduled. up. BYU and Utah are playing games those years. Okay. So then Tom Homo responds, we've got open dates in 2019 on October 26th, November 6th, November 9th, and November 16th. BYU plays USC on September 14th and Washington on September 21st, the two dates that Utah had proposed. So how much does this matter to BYU and to Utah to have this game on the schedule every year. Okay, you, and you referenced this, Jerem. This was a huge ordeal when it was announced BYU and Utah would not play. A la Y2K. The world's going to end! Computers stop working! Charlie Steiner was like, follow me to freedom! No, no, we cannot play this game! A lot of people panicked. And then the 2014 season happened. And guess what? It was not that big of a deal. Or was it? I think BYU fans were fine with it. BYU and Utah aren't in the same conference. It doesn't carry the same weight that it used to. The stakes are not as high. It just doesn't matter as much. But I want to play Utah every year. I'm bummed that Utah went on a mission trip for two years and won't play this game with BYU. I want Utah on the schedule every year. It's tradition. It's fantastic for the state. The vitriol the uh, dislike between the two schools, whatever. It's awesome. I love it. Is it out of hand sometimes? Yes, that's part of the reason I love it. BYU's lost the last four. Who cares? It would be awesome to play this game every year. And guess what? They're a P5 team. It's a P5 game at home every other year. That's a fantastic series. If they don't play, however, 
It depends what games you're saying those uh, BYU is going to substitute for. If you look at those dates, let's yeah, say— at what cost? At what cost? Yes. If, if, like you mentioned those dates in 2019, if Utah says those dates don't work for us, we'd like to do it this date, and Tom Homel doesn't want to, and instead of playing Utah, BYU plays USC and or Washington— I'm okay with that. USC is a national program from a national perspective, and that's what BYU has. It's not a regional or local perspective, a national perspective. Playing USC has more value than playing Utah. Playing Washington has more value than playing Utah from a national perspective. I'm not looking at this, that Utah had one good year. I'm looking at traditionally. It would benefit BYU more to play USC and Washington those weeks than to say, Washington, we want to float you to another year or lose the game and have to... Oh, heck no! BYU's not going to cancel a game for Utah. I'm telling you that right now. They're not going to pay money to go play Utah. So is it fair to say, Jerem, that as much as you want Utah on the schedule every year because it's a relevant game for BYU and Utah and diehard fans and, yeah, it just screams rivalry, that... You would choose Washington over Utah. If it's a quality P5, I say don't, don't worry about it. I could not now, agree with you more. Now, if it's a different kind, like if it's Washington State, I'm like, I would rather play Utah than Washington State. If it's Virginia, they're a middle-of-the-pack ACC team. I just think it's a rare game that BYU should play with an ACC school, especially if they're going to validate BYU like they have as a P5 equivalent. There are lots that goes into this, too. Contracts, dates, trying to figure it out. I think that BYU, this is my opinion of what happened. I think that BYU was hurt by the fact that Utah didn't want to play the game. So if there's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if BYU was like, well, fine, we don't want to play for two years. As, as a, okay, you did that, we're going to do this. However, that's just me. I think that Tom Homo knows what's best for BYU and acts in BYU's best interest. He's going to try and get that game, even if it's not at a convenient date for the Cougars. Yet, don't let Utah just dictate the cards. They did the first time. Now it's BYU's turn to try and push the envelope I'm telling a you, bit. T- I, pff, Tom Homo will not move those two games. I just don't think that's going to happen. Those are good games. And, and BYU plays at Virginia, home to USC, uh, then plays Washington. That's the first yeah, three games from, of 2019. From a way. strictly national perspective is the key phrase right there. Okay? I mentioned that this is the rivalry in the Beehive State. BYU is way bigger than just the Beehive State. And that, you're right. It or is in the West Coast. It is a national brand. And BYU scheduling Michigan State, Missouri, Oklahoma, or sorry, Nebraska, LSU. LSU, those games, okay, those just carry more national weight. They get BYU noticed more than playing Utah will. I do want to play Utah though. I don't want that to get lost in it. I mean, I want to play them every year. I think that it's important for the state I think that it matters. I think that it helps with recruiting. I want BYU to play Utah every year, and I want them to figure it out. For the record, Utah has two non-conference games scheduled in the year 2019, Northern Illinois and Idaho State. So there is room on the schedule for another non-conference opponent for the Utes, which they are proposing it to be BYU. But It sounds like they want to play the game, too. The the date's out there. BYU has good games already scheduled. So where do you rank it on the priority list? Well, is it greater than, let's say, Nebraska? I don't think so. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 194. 194 days away before BYU opens the 2015 football campaign at the University of Nebraska in Memorial Stadium. Our Twitter question today 
circulating around the Utah Utes. Where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for you, BYU fans? It's winter time. I want to read a tweet first. At Get High. Jerem Jordan is off his rocker. If BYU would rather play Washington than Utah, Washington has no more national cred than Utah. Rivalry national championship. With the Utes. National no, championship. No. Ask people nationally if Washington has more street cred than Utah. Utah has became a player in 04 and 08 and was ranked last year. But I'm telling you, Washington has more street cred than Utah. Or it's close to a wash. And from a national perspective... I, hey, how about both? I would love to play both. But if you had just one, guess what? BYU's not going to cancel or try and move that game to squeeze Utah in. That's not going to happen, in my opinion. I do not think they should. I just don't. And I do not have a rocking chair. I am Mel Gibson in The Patriot, and I cannot build that chair myself. Now, the response we're, we're getting on Twitter is surprising, to say the least. It is, it is overwhelming in one direction. Okay, My favorite band. At Jay Is Dave Zoj- Rose going to be at that one, too? <laughs> oh, my goodness. At Jay Zojo Bryant. That goes into the category of who cares? <laughs> BYU doesn't need the Utes if they keep scheduling other P5 teams. That's just the beginning. BYU, at- BYU got hurt from not scheduling that game, so don't need them. Come on. BYU and Utah need each other. Let's go. At R. Scott Earl. Hatred is still there, but as far as scheduling... Frankly, I'm hashtag over it. I'm not. I want him back on the schedule. Let's get him back. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Lane Fowler joins us next. What does he think about the Utes and Cougars playing in the future? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join the fun by using the hashtag BYUSN. Starting Thursday, March 5th, we'll be down in Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Fifth straight year that BYU TV, BYU Radio will be down there. We'll broadcast 12 different games, four men, eight women. BYU Sports Nation will be live down there as well. A special Saturday edition of BYU Sports Nation on the 7th uh, of March. So check that out, same time, noon Eastern. West Coast Conference hoops on BYU TV. We're pumped. Translation, we will be busy. <laughs> we, a week and a half from now, it's going to be fun. I, I, this is the fifth year we'll be down there. We were down there before BYU even joined the West Coast Conference. It's a ton of fun. Tons of games on BYU TV. Our question today on the Twitter machine is, where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans? We will ask our first live guest today that question in just a moment. Blaine Fowler, 1984 National Champion quarterback on BYU's football team, also a dual threat analyst for us on BYU TV. But Blaine, we're going to start with this question, and it's one from one of our members of BYU Sports Nation, at Coey Jupes. He asks this, how do you keep your hair perfect at all times? It's, it's really about a lot of hairspray. That's what it's about, a lot, <laughs> a lot of hairspray. So there's, there's some significant product in there. And, Brush, and comb? I'm t- I've told you guys before that I wake up and it's like this, but to keep it that way, especially on a day like today when the wind's blowing, it just takes a lot of hairspray. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, if you've got a question for Blaine uh, related to sports as well, you can use the hashtag <laughs> BYU said. Let's get to and another if, Twitter. If, if, if anybody needs you know, some specifics on products and that, we, you know, we can have a private talk. But it's, the good news is we've talked about this before. If I'm walking down the street and say an anvil falls off the top of a building or a piano, say, and and it's coming down on me, what I know is going to happen is it's going to hit my hair, it's going to bounce off, and I'm going to be fine. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of product. That is some serious at, hairspray. At Billy Wonka has a question for you as well. 
actually, let's get to that in a moment. We've been talking about BYU and Utah and the scheduling priority with BYU and the Salt Lake Tribune article that came out and the email conversation between Chris Hill and Tom Homel. Our, qu- our Twitter question today, where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans? What do you think? I th- and I found out since the thing has been on hiatus how important it is to the fans. And I didn't realize that. I was fine with them not playing for a couple of years because I, I felt like it had gotten so ugly from a fan's perspective that, that I was okay with it cooling off a little bit. But I've talked to so many people um, that, that are fans, true, true Cougar fans and Utah fans, so on both sides of this thing, that really, really miss this rivalry and feel like it needs to be played every single year. And so for the fans' sake, I agree that it needs to be an every-year thing. I would like to see it scheduled toward the end of the year. And, and I know Utah's acting like that's a tough thing, but if the conference is going to allow SC to schedule Notre Dame, their natural rival, later in the year, BYU and Utah, which is a rivalry that's one of the best in the country, should have an exception where they could fit that in at the end of the, end of the season. Now, we anticipated that our Twitter followers and the members of BYU Sports Nation would kind of say the same thing that you just told us, Blaine, that most people miss it. They want it. It's intense. It's fun. But the overwhelming reaction, at least thus far, has been, meh. You know, if we're scheduling Michigan State and LSU and Nebraska and Missouri, we don't really need Utah. That surprised us a lot, Blaine. What do you think about that reaction? It it, it, it surprises me, too. But the problem is, can we schedule? I mean, we... There have been, you know, the next couple of years the schedule is great, but it's still not great at the end of the year. I would much rather play another big school like Utah if we could get it late in the season than play some of the teams that BYU still has on the schedule late in the season. And and that's the thing. If if we can schedule Utah, I don't care. I want them to play LSU and Michigan State and all of those, but most of those games are going to come in the first two months. We get to November – um, with few exceptions, and that schedule kind of tapers off. I would love to see a November game against Utah every single year. That's that's my own personal opinion. And I, and I was one that said when it went away, eh, that's okay with me. I'm I'm fine with that. But but I'm I'm finding myself missing it. And uh, I like the the focus on it for a whole week or longer for the local fans on both sides of it. And and I and I think it's needed. And natural rivalries are important to college football. And, and so I think they do need to play Utah. Um, but I'm surprised that that's been the results you've seen, that folks just don't care about it as much as, as they thought. And everyone thought maybe if it went away for a couple of years, people would lose their passion for it. Maybe that's happening. The timing has uh, very little to do uh, with it, it for me. I just want to play the game, and Utah obviously has different kind of scheduling issues or whatnot. Yet I don't think that BYU is going to say, we're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, we're going to have to move games. Or can't. I don't think BYU is going to do that, Blaine, to get Utah on the schedule. What do you think? No, I I think if they're not getting cooperation going both ways, that that both you know, I think BYU just going to go. You know what? We want to play it. It is important. Bronco has said that it's an in-state game that should be be played. But BYU's not going to do. Obviously, they're not going to do two for ones. But they're not going to. No way. Get out of. They're not going to get out of some of these other big games just to accommodate. Nor do I think Utah is. But when it's all said and done, I heard you know Utah coming from the Utah side. Well, we replaced BYU on the schedule with Michigan. Well, Michigan was awful last year. So not that BYU was great, but Michigan didn't do anything more for their strength of schedule than BYU would have done. And, and so I think they can get on a typical year, both of those teams are good enough that they're perfectly fine for strength of schedule stuff if you want to get into a New Year's Six-type bowl. 
And it's not better for Utah to go play Michigan than it is for them to play BYU. There's not, there's not as much interest. And you know what? People on a national basis, unless Michigan's really good, they don't care that Utah's playing Michigan. They really don't. They, people are more interested in BYU-Utah, especially out here in the West. And so unless, unless Utah's playing a Michigan team that's ranked and people are tuning in to watch Michigan, they're not going, oh, wow, that's an intriguing matchup. i got to tune into that. The casual fans doesn't care about that game. Utah fans do and Michigan fans do. So there's a lot more people interested in BYU-Utah than Utah-Michigan. Now, from a national standpoint, Blaine, BYU has been asked by Dr. Chris Hill, or not asked, but he said, hey, we've got openings on September 14th and September 21st of 2019. BYU already has games with Washington and USC scheduled on those dates. Jeremy and I were just talking about, okay, would BYU give up a team like Washington to play Utah on that on that date? And our discussion was, well, we're not sure that BYU would gain that much more recognition from beating Utah compared to Washington or playing just, Utah just compared play. to Washington yeah. from a national perspective. USC is in a different category, but if Washington... Yeah, that's, that's, I was just going to say that. We really should just be talking about Washington because SC is a whole different story, right? And, and, and SC has been a little down, but I think that's over. I think SC is going to return now with Sark there to an elite program in the country. So that's different. Um, but Washington, you know, I, I think that BYU ought to explore, can they move the Washington game? Would Washington be willing to co-op? I think it's, I think it's worth working on. Um, the USC thing, they got to play USC. That's, that's, a whole, that's a whole different ball game, different category. But Washington's an up-and-coming I mean, Utah's been as good as Washington in the last couple of years. I just assume play Utah. But, uh, but I think it's worth working on to try to keep them both on the schedule. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. Let's look at the draft prospects now for BYU. Zelani Fua was the lone cougar at the Combine. Showed well in a, a couple of uh, different categories there, a couple different drills. Who do you think is the most likely guy to make uh, an NFL roster for BYU this upcoming season? I think Delani has a chance, and the fact that he's the only one that was invited, he, and, but I think he has a chance to actually get drafted if he can improve on the strength parts, explosive parts of, of his numbers when he does pro day or when he works out individually. Because on the, on the agility parts, he was really good. He, yeah. was, top, he was top five. He, like the three-cone drill and the 20-yard and 60-yard shuttle, he was third, fourth, and fourth amongst all linebackers. But where he was really disappointing was in the strength thing. He only benched 225 18 times. And uh, to be considered solid as a linebacker, you, you've got to be 23, 24, 25, or above. I, I, if, he, if he went in there and did 21, 22, I would have been okay with it because of his slight frame. But I think people are looking at him for potential. And so if he can come and do 18 there at the Combine, um, and he ran a 4, 6, 8, 40, which, which – or or, or four seven three forty. You need to be probably four six eight four six five to be in that top fifteen. So if he if he can go run in the mid four sixes at pro day and get that bench up twenty one twenty two, they're going to go. Okay, this is what we thought about him. He's he's got great potential. He's raw. Where he has to develop is in the strength area. He's got all the quickness we want in the world. And I think if he can improve those, he gets drafted in the late rounds and he's got a shot. Um, I'll tell you the guy I think really has a shot is Paul CK. Um, and, and, and he's maybe best if he signs as a free agent so he can go with a team that really values a physical blocking fullback. But much like other big backs that have come out of BYU, if he gets in the right system, he's a road grader, and he can block for a, a feature tailback in a, in a two-back system, 
And if he can stay healthy, I mean, that's a guy that can probably play a long, long time. And you think about his upside potential, he just hasn't been playing football that long. But from a physical perspective, he's just he is a he is a man child out there just knocking people silly. And the NFL loves physical play out of fullbacks. And so so who plays the longest? If he can stay healthy, somebody is willing to to look at him as just a as a project that can develop because he's just so raw. Lasique is probably your guy that plays a long time in the league. Well, he went on a mission, so he's obviously had a physical advantage and is very mature, <laughs> right? Yeah. He <laughs> All he did was work out in Alabama for two years. Yeah, I, you know what I had? Uh, so I did the Utah. I did the Utah State Fresno um, State game up in Logan on Saturday night for ESPN, and Ari Wolf and I got in a conversation on the drive back, and and he we started talking about that, and I go, Ari, what do you think these guys do on their mission? I've had three kids serve missions. They're not working out. They come back. They're awful. They, I mean, it takes them a long time to get back. It's not an advantage for a skill player, even a fullback, to be on a mission. Maybe a lineman gets a little more maturity, but they still come back and are starting from square one in terms of their strength development. This whole idea that that's an advantage, that's a bunch of baloney. It's the, biggest, it the biggest possible disadvantage that you could create yeah. is going on a mission. Absolutely. <laughs> but they're think, grown men. They're that grown men. Type of an, yeah. I'm telling you what, the, the t- to take off for two years, um, I don't care if you're doing push-ups and jumping rope and going for a run every morning on your mission. You come back and you are starting all over again. I apologize from, for getting on my soapbox. <laughs> no, but, but you want to know what? It's, and it's not just a physical thing. It's, it's a mental thing, too. You've got to get that edge back. And there are many kids that go out on their missions, and they become a lot kinder and gentler. And you know what? You want to play in the trenches in college football? You got to want to rip somebody's face off, and sometimes that's not the Beatitudes. They don't want to rip somebody's face off after they just got back from a mission. It takes time to reprogram them that way too, and and hopefully what we do is reprogram them. We go, hey, you know how you were on your mission? That's how we want you off the field, but we want you to step across that white line and turn into a crazy man, and that's hard to do. That's a hard thing to do, but that's what BYU has to do, and that's what they deal with. It is not an advantage in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, just ask Alani Fuel. He did the mission thing. He knows all about it. Now he's trying to make the NFL. Blaine, let's flip the script to basketball now. BYU facing an enormous week on a Northwest road trip, starting with at Portland on Thursday and then at the Kennel, where Gonzaga has the nation's longest home win streak. When you look at BYU, what kind of a chance do you give them on this Northwest, uh, Northwest road swing? And where do you think they are from uh, an NCAA tournament status? Well, so at Portland, and they got to focus on that. And, and you remember that first game, the Portland game. Um, they were without Kevin Bailey, who's another guard scorer that's really, really good. And, yeah. and they'll, ha- they'll have Bailey back, so that's just another challenge. They got in a scoring match with these guys. And when you get Hawes with 24 and Winder with 22 and Collinsworth with 21 and Fisher with 16 or Halford with 14, they can pretty much go out and outscore anybody when all those guys are, are hitting, right? And they, they did a nice job, although they allowed Wintering with his quickness uh, to, to attempt 17 free throws and make 15 of 70 or 15 of 17, 30 points. So they just have to stay in front of the guards and guard without fouling and not allow Portland to stay in the game um, by, by making a bunch of free throws. They did a great job on Vandermars and Garun in that first one. So I, I like their chances against Portland. I, I, I think they come and they win that one, and then that sets up a great matchup with the Zags. And, you know, we can look back and look at that one. BYU stayed in that game by being on attack and getting to the free throw line. 
but but for them to get over that hump and steal one at Gonzaga, which would shock a lot of people, including me, they're going to have to get much better play out of the guard line. Uh, Fisher and Winder have to play well. They, they've got a guard. They've got to hold tangos down. They got to make. They did a good job on Bell in the first in the first game, but they can't let both of those guys go off. Wiltshire's going to get points, but they need to hold them down in the rebounding area, and then and then if they can keep Wiltshire and, and Karnowski to to under double digit rebounds and 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 fifteen or less, and then just not let Pangos and Bell go off. I mean, they they have a chance. They stayed with them in that first game, and they were miserable shooting threes. Um, and so the only possible way that they beat Gonzaga up there is if BYU is just firing on all cylinders, and they do what they did against Portland in their first matchup, and that's have Fisher shooting lights out, Winder shooting lights out, Halford contributing, um, you know, Hawes being his normal self and Collinsworth being his normal self. This is, has to be a group effort. They've got to be able to guard inside without fouling because Gonzaga's got so many bigs that they can bring off the bench that, that BYU just doesn't have the depth to match up. But, I mean, it's a tall, tall task, guys, but they're capable. I mean, we've seen BYU come out and shoot lights out on, on certain nights. They have to have one of those nights. But if Fisher's just knocking down everything in sight and Winder's hitting them from the other side, I, I like their ability to stay with anybody in the country. It's a long shot. They'll get Portland, and then that Zags game is a long shot. Blaine Fowler, great hair, great knowledge of basketball and football. Always nice to talk to you, Blaine. Good to talk to you guys. Take care. Just beat Portland, okay? That's going to be tough enough. He's right. They added Kevin Beat Bailey. Portland. That was a tough game in the Marriott, Marriott, the Marriott Center. He had a big weekend at the NFL Combine. Now what's next for former Cougar linebacker Alani Fui? He joins us live next. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget, download the show podcast on iTunes. It's free. Or at BYUSportsNation.com. You can stream it. Alani Fua was awesome at the NFL Combine, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In three different drills, Alani Fua finished in the top four for linebackers. The three-cone drill, 6.83. He was third, 10th overall, by the way. 20-yard shuttle drill, 4.15, tied for fourth. With Vic Beasley of Clemson, who is... A likely first-rounder. And then 60-yard shuttle, 11.54. That was tied for fourth. He could have done better in the bench. Uh, you know, I think he wanted to run a fast time. But those were three really good results for Alani at the combine. That was nice. Daniel Sorensen last year had the fastest three-cone drill. That ended up, partly, uh, getting him in the Chiefs camp. And then he made the 53-man roster. So I think Alani Fua helped himself out at the combine over the weekend. Yeah, the quickness, the hands, the speed, they're all there the for good looks. Alani Fua. <laughs> the height? Naturally. Hey, if you think that doesn't matter, no, it does matter. Dude, Fu- it, Fua's got four mouths to feed in that family. He's got two kids. He had a quick turnaround as well to Let join us finish. on BYU Sports Nation. Busy yesterday in Indianapolis at the Combine, and now back on BYU Sports Nation is former BYU linebacker Alani Fua. Alani, good to talk to you, man. Hey, good to talk to you guys, too. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Did you do any fishing while you were in Indianapolis? <laughs> Um, no, I wanted to, but it was too cold over there. It was snowing and zero degrees over there the whole time. How was the experience? Um, it was great. I mean, uh, it was very tiring, I mean, mentally and physically, but I mean, at the same time, it was, it was a unique experience. Not a lot of people get to 
go to the combine. So, you know, I was just real grateful. Lonnie, we just talked about some of your numbers in the three-cone drill, the 20-yard shuttle, the 60-yard shuttle. Very good, especially within the linebacker group. What kind of feedback were you getting from the guys that you talked to after the combine? Um, I mean, after the combine, I didn't really talk to anyone. I went straight from doing uh, the 60-yard shuttle. I went to my room, packed, and got straight on a plane. So, I mean, I didn't really talk to anyone. But um, just from the guys' timing, they said that those were good times, and I did uh, real good on all the agility drills. So, How do you think you did at the combine? Um, I feel like I did good. There's definitely a few things that I definitely need to improve on, and hopefully – uh, pro day, I'll you know improve, but I mean overall, it was a good experience as far as interviews and um, the drills and stuff. I feel I feel like I had a solid performance. What are the things that you want to focus in on and, and improve on when the pro day rolls around at BYU? Um, definitely my forty um, bench, and then um, that's probably it. I'll probably just do forty bench and then do the position drills. So. Which, uh, not which team, but who, uh, what was the weirdest question you got asked? Because these interviews are famous for, like, just odd questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot, but uh, they just put you on the spot a lot. So probably the worst question I got was, um, I don't know, like, I guess what's the what's the worst thing you've ever done without getting caught? <laughs> and that was just kind of like... <laughs> So it's just kind of like Only you gotta my... throw yourself under the bus. What in the world? How do I... you even answer that, <laughs> that question? Is that a must lie yeah. situation? No, I mean I, it took me a minute <laughs> to think about it. I mean, not, uh, there's a lot of things popping in my mind, I guess, but it was hard to answer. And they're, you know, they're just kind of micromanaging every little thing you say and do. So it was hard. You know, your Only... wife, your wife's going to ask you that question now. You know, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah, my hopefully... bishop can ask me that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alani Fua with us on BYU Sports Nation just wrapped up his NFL Combine drills, now preparing for the pro day at BYU. Alani, when you look at your expectations and your dreams to play in the league, what do you expect for yourself? Um, I mean, I, def- I definitely want to be drafted this year and, you know, get on a team, a team that actually, you know, wants me and wants to pay a little money for me, but... Um, I mean, right now my main goal is just make a team, and I'm still in the process of proving myself that I, that I am an NFL caliber player. So just make a team, I guess. What level of confidence do you have that you'll be picked up either in the draft or as a free agent? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm confident that I'll get a shot. So I just once I do get that shot, I just got to show what I can do, and I'm pretty confident that you know I, I belong in the NFL. So. So what happens now? You said you want to get better in your 40 time. You ran a 4.73, which is still pretty good for a linebacker, and you had 18 reps at 225 pounds on the bench. Where where do you want those numbers to be on pro day? Um, definitely I want to get 20 on the bench at least. Um, and then the 40, you know, the whole time I've been training over here in San Diego, I've been getting 4.6s. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that, the 4.7 for me was a surprise, so I definitely want to bring that down. What now for you? What do you mean, what now? Like, what, what's my schedule what now? Do, yeah, what are you up to now until pro day? Um, I'm just back out here in San Diego. I'm going to be training at Exos um, up until pro day, so I'll just be here doing the same thing. Is it, is it getting to be a grind, or are you enjoying the process? 
Um, I mean, it's grinding. We definitely coming into the combine. We're you know we're grinding every day. We had two workouts a day, but um, now I think you know we'll probably just switch down to one and kind of just uh, refine all the things we've been doing at the combine. You Instagrammed a photo. Uh, how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches have you been eating recently <laughs> to gain weight? <laughs> Uh, I've been eating them every night. My wife makes me chew every night with a little protein shake, so it's been working. I gained like twelve pounds. So, wait, you gained twelve pounds? How long? In how long? Um, I don't know. It was six weeks, I think. It was however long I was training. I'm not sure exactly. I think it was six weeks. You throw a little. Is it like straight? Is it peanut butter and jelly? Just peanut butter? You throw any honey on there? What are we talking about here? Oh my goodness! Nutella. Uh, this, this peanut butter and jelly. I got. I was trying to keep my fat down as well. So. Mm. I gain weight by the same time keep my figure. <laughs> the Alani Fua diet being discussed <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. You just worked out in San Diego, now preparing for Pro Day as he pursues an NFL dream. Alani, let's talk about the current state of BYU football. There's this, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, clamoring for the Utes and Cougars to continue their football series and, and extend it. Some emails were exchanged between the athletic director, Dr. Chris Hill at Utah, and Tom Homo here at BYU. What do you think and feel personally about BYU and Utah playing every year? Um, I mean, I, I think they should do it. I mean, it's kind of that's one of the things you look forward to as a player is just a rivalry game every year. Kind of, you know, that one, that one game that you have highlighted on your calendar that you look forward to. So, I mean, for the players, I definitely think it'll be a positive and the fans. You know, Utah. It's split the valley, so I mean, without that rivalry game, it's I guess not as exciting. <laughs> Did you miss playing Utah this past season? Yeah, definitely. Just kind of the environment going into the Utah week, you know, it's unique. Every um, everyone just wants to win and just kind of show that uh, whichever team is the best team in the valley. So, I mean, I definitely wanted to play them this year. We got a question in from one of our BYU Sports Nation members at Billy Wonka asking you this: How big of an impact will Bronco have going back to the defense full time, and why? Um, shoot. I mean, I think it's definitely going to help out a little bit, but at the same time, um, it's the same philosophy, the same plays. You know, um, Nick Howe and Coach Menahal—they're on the same page with everything. So, I don't think much will change. Though. I think it just needs to come from the players. I think last year, um, just with all the injuries and stuff, we didn't really get to do what we wanted to. But I think just our our scheme is there. We, we, there's not many changes that we need to make. So. Bronco Mendenhall wanted to take a bigger picture look and focus in other areas, and so he wasn't calling the plays this last year. What kind of difference uh, did that make for the team last year? And And I guess I'm getting at what kind of difference do you think that will make this season? Yeah, um, I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't that different because, I mean, um, even Coach, Coach Howell was there, you know, getting mentored, I guess you'd say, by Coach Mendenhall, and um, they are just on the same page with everything. I don't think there's much difference in the actual play calls that were made. 2015 is an ambitious schedule for BYU. Are you jealous at all that BYU gets to play some of these big-time games that they're going to play this year? Yeah, definitely. I, the, my whole career, I was hoping we would play UCLA because I wanted to just, you know, go kind of have a home game and play over at the Rose Bowl. So definitely jealous of that and just all these big games coming up. I'm, I'm excited. Alani Fua, linebacker at BYU, had nine career sacks, five interceptions, including a couple for return for touchdowns. Do you have two return for touchdowns, Alani, or just one? 
No, one and then almost one at the bowl game. Almost one. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Alani, great to talk to you. Congratulations on your success at the uh, NFL Combine. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Pro Day back here in Provo. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you guys soon. All right, Alani Fua. Let Fua fish! The whole year. That was such a such a great thing. Ha, and then Brian at, Logan, at Connecticut. Brian Logan started this uh, hashtag two years ago. Let, uh, feed, feed, feed Alani. Feed Alani. It's like <laughs> he needs to gain weight. Feed Alani. <laughs> well, he's eating peanut he's butter and jelly sandwiches now. Two a night. He's gained twelve gained pounds 12 in six pounds. weeks. Is that is that the secret, man? PB and J two sandwiches a night. Mo- he's not just sitting there playing video games all day. He's like working out <laughs> and lifting and stuff. Oh my goodness! Our Twitter question today: Where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans? Continue to send in those responses. We'll get some of your answers next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. To my left sits the fabulous Jerem Jordan. Party people, listen up. Thursday, March 5th, we'll be at the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation will be there starting Thursday, March 5th, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. It's going to be awesome. We'll do 12 games, four men, eight women. Check it out. Full coverage on BYU TV and ESPN for that matter. A perfect opportunity to segue to our Daily RPI update. Is it? It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Ben. BYU down two spots to 59 from Friday's 57. The Cougars are 3-5 and five against the RPI Top 100. Also a bractology, bracketology update. Bractology. BYU's seventh-to-last team out, according to ESPN's Joe Lunardi. The same in the bracket matrix. I'm going to get out of this voice when I talk about the NIT. Don't talk about it. Don't even bring this up. Don't bring this up in vain. <sighs> NIT brackets. No, right. no, no. Right. We're okay. not you know, discussing not this. Not going to do it. I, I, I almost went there. You don't have to do everything the producer tells you. <laughs> wait, wait, what? We need to? Says Jerem Jordan, the producer. I'm not the producer on this show. <laughs> on Countdown to Kickoff, you better do what the producer tells you. Yeah, isn't that interesting? If you want to know where BYU is in the NIT brackets, no, no, Google search. No, no, no. Don't encourage this. Google search it. Don't encourage this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not you encouraging. You just encouraged I, just, I didn't encourage it. I didn't yes, say, did. hey, go and do you this. You gave people the info. No, I didn't. I said, if you want to know. If you that's, want to know. That's like being a Democrat and being like, if you want to know what the Republicans are saying, I'm not saying encouraging, if but go you, look that, it up. That's, that's not you encouraging. Just, you just not endorsed saying, it. Hey, everybody, you go look it. at the NIT brackets. It's awesome. No. Minus the it's awesome. That's what you just I said. I just said, if you want to know. Now it puts it on them, on your accord. Oh, my goodness. Stressing me out, man. Oh, my goodness. Stressing me out. Don't bring up those letters on this show <laughs> until... BYU's actually in that tournament, and hopefully that's not the case. The knit? Yeah, no part of it. You're talking to me. Are you kidding me? You're talking to the conductor of the tournament train, bro. Come on. (laughs) Got a hat for you. I'm not putting it on right now. Wait until they beat Portland, okay? That will happen. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans across BYU Sports Nation? At COT underscore BYU football. Number one is Utah. Number two is Boise State. And number three is Utah State. We need that Utah rivalry to be strong. He is in the minority 
of Twitter responses today. Which is today. shocking, to be honest. And I agree with that tweet in terms of the series that BYU needs the most and every year. Utah, every year, please. A Power 5 team where you get... That, that, is the only, that is the only team that BYU could possibly schedule that will go every year with them, and you get a P5 every other year at home. There are years coming up where BYU doesn't have a P5 scheduled, including this, this year. But that doesn't Boy, mean... Boise State's nice. That doesn't but. mean move other P5 games to fit Utah in. Yes, but just figure it out. Get them on the schedule. I don't care when it's played. I have, literally do not care about the date. Just get Utah on there. I agree with well, that. The question is, if Utah... What if Utah's like, you know what? We're only willing to play on, on dates that you already have games. And they're good games for BYU. Say, Sorry. At what cost? Do you say no? I think you do. Like, you no, say no. No. Yes. Like, no. No. I was, yes. The D.A.R.E. program. Just say no. <laughs> At Warfasor. 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 What's the Westbrook? Utah used to be a higher priority, but I'd rather play Michigan State or Arizona State if Utes won't budge on scheduling. That's the thing. Can, you, can the compromise Amen. happen so that... Both teams move a little bit and still kind of get what they want. Move a little bit. At J. Dubois 56. Mm. Seems irrelevant now. Both have gone their separate ways, and the excitement it once was is no longer. That goes it's back to It's been our, one year. But the thing is, it goes back to our Y2K discussion. Like, there was a major <laughs> freak out when BYU and Utah were like, we're taking a two-year hiatus. What? No! There's a funny scene in Iron Man World's 3 about that. It didn't. And then, like, 2014 came and it was like, yeah, it was, you know, it was a bummer they didn't play, but I don't, it's okay. Like, we got through okay. it. Okay. I don't want to live my life by okay. I want to have great. I know you want to have great. So I want you to on the schedule. The point is, you don't have to have them to have a dynamic football schedule. You don't. Yes, but it will be, what's, that, it's a meaningful game no matter what the records are. You know what I mean? I agree the with con- you on that accord. The context of BYU season, it does not matter. What was the, maybe the most meaningful game in the rivalry of all time? Lavelle Edwards' last game. Just both had in losing conference. records. In conference. It was a conference. Yeah. Listen, should, be, should Utah be on the schedule? Yes. At what cost? I don't know. That's the discussion. Yeah. With the generous weird, support isn't it? of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes, many of them football players, are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed against Utah or whoever with your donation. <laughs> and welcome to the club. Nice. You like how I just mix that up every day? I do. (laughs) I like what you do every day. Let's whip it next! BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Channel my inner Chandler Bing again. Whoopah! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. Fifth-ranked Cougars beat Long Beach State in three and then four sets over the weekend. The Cougars now sit on top of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation from Star Trek standings by a half-game margin. Swimming and diving. Men's Swim and Dive won their second straight MPSF title last week. Swim head coach John Brooks named the Coach of the Year. Jake Taylor set a new school record in the 100 backstroke. BYU Sports Station Karma is real. The women's team finished fourth. Gymnastics. Cougars competed against Denver and Iowa on Saturday, taking third with a score of 195-425. Cougars will travel to Boise State for their next meet on Friday. Softball. The softball team defeated both Indiana and Oregon State Take on that, Saturday Nyborg. in Southern California, winning 5-3 and 14-5 respectively. <laughs> yeah, Nyborg. The Cougars are now 9-6 <laughs> on the season and will tackle Nevada on the road this Thursday. Not literally. Baseball. <laughs> nice. Cougars lost twice to Nebraska 
on Friday and then Saturday nights, including an 11 inning thriller on Friday night. The Cougars fall to one and six. I believe it's one and seven. Uh, and we'll travel to play Oklahoma this week. Golf. The men's golf team heads to Valencia, California to play in the Jones Invitational today after the Burns Invitational. Nice. And tomorrow. Yeah, the tournament features 15 teams, including several West Coast Conference opponents. There'll be some ballers there. Or some golf ballers. I don't, I don't know. The two golf. By the S- way, some uh, uh, 13th picture of uh, Montikiai Taukololangi <laughs> has emerged from Phoenix. <laughs> I love how that, you just said that. Do we have the photo? Motikiai Taukololangi. Yeah, here's, here's the photo. We, uh, I, I tweeted out a minute ago. A 13th photo has emerged of Sasqua. I mean, Molangi. He's still superhuman. He's still- He's so big. Every single photo is like, oh my gosh, that's a not photo a, has emerged. That's not a skinny tie. Oh my god, It looks like a skinny tie. Where did though. he get that tie? <laughs> Dude, they, the whole two years, I'm going to d- treat his mission awesome. the same way. The whole two years. Awesome. We love Mo Longy, dude. Can't wait for him to if get you, here. If you're real? in Arizona and you see him, you tell him that BYU Sports Nation has nothing but love. Send him a wristband. Send him for some goggles. Mo Longy. He's like, what? Hey, got a couple other tweets in here. Uh, in, re- in regard to our NIT versus NCAA tournament discussion that just got out of control. Uh, at BYU Fan 1995. Don't even jinx BYU with talk of NIT. You are losing karma. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, look, I get it. All right? I get it. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. Today's Rise and Show brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout, Jeremy? Uh, clearly, men swim and dive for the Federation title. Federation and Jake Taylor oh. setting a school meet and pool record. That is That's pretty yeah, good. BYU Second Sp- fastest time in the country. BYU Sports Nation karma is real. Continue to send in your responses for our Twitter question. Where does the Utah football game rank in scheduling priority for BYU fans? At Matthew W. Evans says, depends on if we can win one. Oh, come on. You gotta play him to win it. Gotta play him to win. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Alani Fua, let him fish, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to the great Mel Hutchins. BYU Sports Nation back to work at noon Eastern tomorrow.